Hey guys, we'll begin to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's again a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can, as we continue to serve our Lord. Again, you guys can find the podcast on YouTube and anywhere else you can get your podcast. And we're just so thankful that you guys are here and that you guys have found us today. Okay, so I want to get right into our podcast uh, for today. I'm really excited about this. This has helped me out a lot. And I hope that this can help you out uh, as we continue to study and as we try to get better as we kind of journey and conversate uh, together. So our topic is, which choice will God make for me? Okay, which choice will God make for me? Now, here's how we want to intro this. So as we're conversating, um, as we're talking, as we're as we're studying, here's how we want to intro this. Um our lives are full of choices and decisions that have to be made. Um, but the question is, with these choices and these decisions, how do I know which one is the right thing to do? Whether it's, you know, a, a, a good decision and then like a somewhat good decision or two really good options or these are the only two options. I mean, what do we do? What if there's more options? I mean, what what's the right thing to do? So have you ever, as you're going through decisions and maybe even based off of your current decisions of what you've made in the past, but now you have to make more decisions based off that one. So maybe you think, I just don't want to make the wrong choice. So now you kind of stall in making certain choices because you want whatever choice you pick to be the exact perfect one. So if you have one option, two options, four options, well, how many ever options you have? I just want to make the right choice. But because you overthink, kind of like I do, in choices and you overthink things too much, and then you, you then you start to uh, uh, look at each choice and you start super dissecting each choice and things. So now you're like, ah, I don't know. So what do I do? You guys ever been there before? Or, or maybe as you're making these choices, maybe you say something like this, I just don't want to miss the door here. I just don't want to miss this door. And door can mean anything. Door can mean a, a school. Door can mean another job. A door could be a person. I just don't want to miss this opportunity right now. But what if this is my only chance to go through this door? What if what if, if I say no? Or what if I don't do it? Or what if I say, thank you, I appreciate it, but I'm going to decline? What if I say no? Is Is that the only time in my life? that I'm ever going to have to go through that specific door. So if I say no, will that door never open again? Does that sound more familiar too? Man, I've been there. That That's real. That is definitely a real question. That's a real door. So here's where we want to go with this. Don't worry. The story's not over yet. It's not over yet. So what, what choice will God make for me? So this is interesting um, because when this question was posed, you spend a lot of time thinking about, okay, what would I do? What did others do? What did all these people do? What did all those people do? What did people in scripture do? You know, and, and you start looking at all these people and these decisions and these choices and uh, what came out of those choices. But then as I thought about it more, I thought about it from, God's perspective. And this kind of simplified it a lot for me because here's why it simplified it. Because when you look at 
your personal options and choices that you have right now or that you had, when you look at those and then you compare those to somebody else's that you know and then a whole bunch of other people that you know, 10 times out of 10, everybody made a different decision, but it ended up working out for them eventually at some point, hopefully. So then even when you look in scripture, people had decisions to make. But those decisions, people made different choices. So they made different choices. They had different outcomes, meaning different decisions. So now it's like, okay, so no matter who you go to and no matter who the example is, it's always going to be slightly different. So it's going to be harder to answer this question, right? It's going to be harder. But when I looked at it this way, it simplified it to such a different level to where now I don't have to and you don't have to figure out, okay, it worked out for them this way and them in scripture this way. So maybe I got to do bits and pieces of what everybody else did. So it'll work this way for me. That's kind of overcomplicating it. And it's going to overcomplicate it for you, right? As we, as we talk through and study. So now this is why I want to look at this from God's perspective. So which choice will God make for me? Now, before we, before we keep going, Let's give a quick disclaimer. This is not um, this is not something where God is going to make a choice for you, meaning that he takes away your free will of making choices. So we're not going to go down that route of, okay, well, God's going to make this choice. He's going to give you a sign. Some random thing's going to happen. And then when that happens, then you'll know. So that's not where we're going with this. But when we're going with the mindset of which choice will God make for me, I think you're going to see where we're going as we study this, okay? So just chew on this, think on this. And here's the thing. If you need to listen to this again the second time to let it kind of marinate the first time, because honestly, when you look through this, some things are going to sound kind of weird because maybe you're not used to hearing it, but just marinate on it and think on it and chew on it for a little bit and then come back, okay? So here's, here's where we're going. So what choice will God make for me? I'm seeing this in scripture from this from this text. I'm seeing this as a two-sided coin from God's perspective. But also it's a two-sided coin from our perspective of what God's going to do, okay? So let's look at Daniel 3. Right? Open up your Bible to Daniel 3 and we're just going to stay right here. We're going to anchor down in this text right here in Daniel chapter 3. So Obviously, if you don't understand what's happening here in Daniel 3, you have Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego taken away from their homeland to Babylon, to Nebuchadnezzar's land as the king, and they're taken. And as they're taken, in chapter 3, Nebuchadnezzar builds this giant statue of gold. And when the instruments would sound, everyone had to go and basically worship that idol. Now, these men, being men of God, did not bow down to that idol because they loved God more than anything else. So now everybody else bows. Shabbat, Meshach, and Abednego, they don't. We're not, we're not going to do it. So now, this is where we are. Daniel chapter 3. So here's the two-sided coin that I'm seeing. So they had a decision to make, right? Do we bow or do we not? Okay, so now chapter 3. Verse 17. Now, look at their mindset, and then we'll go into what God is thinking. Verse 17. So, actually, let's start in verse 16 to get some context. So, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, 
O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve in our decision that we're making right now, not to bow down, our God in whom we serve, he is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. Okay. So here's the two-sided coin that I'm seeing. So again, with the things that we're going through and the decisions that we have to make, what is God's role in the decision? So think about your problems. Think about the things in your life that you want solved, that you want answers to, that you want definites to. Think about those things right now, okay? And think about those things very specifically so this can really apply to you and it can really apply to me. So be be very specific in those things that you want God to do for you right now, whether it's bringing something in, making things clear, letting you see some things, what letting you see which decision to make. I want you to think about that specifically right now, okay? So now Daniel 3, he said, our God, whom is able. So with whatever decisions that we make, God is able. What does that mean? That word is very special. And I want to read off some things that that word means in the Hebrew. That word means that God is able. He is able, which, which means he can do all. He is capable. He can overpower. He can overcome and he can succeed. Okay. So But what can he do and be that for? Any situation and any issue that you have going on in your life right now, again, this is is why we're studying and we're trying to grow here. So be, be very specific with your life right now. So think about every issue and every situation in your life right now. God and his power, he is able for your situation. He is able to do everything. He's capable of doing everything. He's capable of overpowering and overcoming everything, and he can succeed in that situation. So what what else does that mean that God is able? Well, number one, God is able, that word, and again, that word is so special. He is able to build you up, Acts chapter 20, verse 32. He is able to make all grace abound towards you, 2 Corinthians 9, 8. He is able to subdue all things under his feet, Philippians chapter 3, verse 21. He is able, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, to do all things exceeding and abundantly above all that we ask or think. He is able, he is able, he is able, he is able. So now, with us, what choice will God make for me? Understand this. That with whatever choice you choose in your life and with whatever that is, God is able. Okay, so we got to keep that in mind. He is able. So now here's the cool thing about that. Again, thinking about this from God's perspective and not ours. God is able to do these things. So now, think about this. I heard this, for I don't know where this was. I think it was uh, it was a, or a radio interview I heard, but someone said, I want you to think about this. What if it turns out better than you think? Now, again, what are we what are we concerned about right now? 
We're concerned about making the right choice. We're concerned about the right things happening in our lives. We're concerned about all the good things happening, and we're trying to see what's where we're supposed to go, what we're supposed to do. We're trying to get specific here. So I want you to think about this. With God, with whatever decision you decide to make, he is able. What if it turns out better than you think? So let's break down that sentence. What if it? So what is the it refer to? The it refers to anything you got going on. What if it? Now, I want you to think and be honest with yourself. Whatever that it is for you, have you ever had thoughts that that it may be a little bit too difficult for God? Have you ever thought that if it's kind of jump, it, it's almost like, you remember when we were kids and we got new shoes and we had shoestrings and then sometimes those shoestrings would get really jumbled together and then there's cables everywhere. And then once we got older, then headphones, earbuds came out, but they were wired. So then if you put it in your pocket while you were in school to get it out, you had to untuck all those wires because it got stuck in your pocket all day. Sometimes that it in our lives, it can feel like that jumbled up piece of cable where we feel like I've been trying to figure out how to untangle this. If I can't do it, if, if people that I know, if the smartest people I know, if the people that I respect the most, if they can't figure it out, then how can God? What if it turns out better than you think? So now here's what else I want you to think about your decisions and what you got going on. How many times have you conjured up in your mind and how many times have we conjured up in our minds the exact scenarios? Notice I put an S on that. The the exact scenarios of what we believe needs to happen for the betterment of ourselves, for the other people associated with us, for other people Think about how many times we've thought about the scenarios in our minds that we felt as if, if option A would happen, if option B would happen, if option, even if option C would happen, things could still work out the way that I see it, the way that I think, based off of my knowledge of what I know and what I've already seen, right? You ever been there before? So now you're, you're doing all these scenarios, but what if it turns out better than you think? Now, who's the subject of what we're talking about? Who is able? God. Hmm. That's interesting. So now, have you ever done this in your life before? You ever think, so let's say we had four options. And remember in our intro, we said doors and options can be jobs. They can be schools. They can even be people. So whatever applies to you, put that there. Okay, so let's say I got four four options here. So in my mind, based off of what I've seen, based off of what I know about the things and the people and the situations and and all that around around you, I know that there's no way option three and four can happen. So I'm just not even going to think about option three and four. So that's going to be thrown out the window. What I'm going to focus on is option one and two. Because based off my limited knowledge of everything, I feel like option one and two are the only two options that I got. But then have you ever just thought about a couple options before? And then the thing that actually worked for you 
was the option that you dismissed I don't know how many years ago or you just totally dismiss now. So think about from God's perspective. Here's one side of the coin with your decisions that you make, with the decisions that we make. Understand this, that whatever decision that we make, obviously we must come to him and ask his wisdom on it. But understand, God is able. He is able through your decisions that you make with him. He is able to build you up through it, to make all grace abound, to subdue all things, and to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we ask or think. So did this apply to Daniel, to uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Daniel chapter 3, verse 17, when they said, if, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able? Does that apply to them? Yes, it does. So now, sometimes what God will do is even when you make a decision where you feel like, okay, I'm dismissing these, but I'm focusing on this one, sometimes God says the one that you dismissed, that's the one I actually wanted you to focus on. So when we make decisions, I think a lot of times when we when we even talk about it, even among ourselves, we put so much pressure on us making the right choice rather than making the choice with God and understanding that with this choice, God is able. And I think sometimes even that's why choices become so hard is because throughout the choice, all of our research about what other people have done, and sometimes even all of our research on what specific Bible accounts they have done, we put so much pressure on ourselves that we have to make that decision based off of what everybody else has made. But instead of focusing on everybody else, focus on God is able. So with this decision, I've prayed on it. I've asked his wisdom on it. So what decision did they make in Daniel chapter 3? We are not going to bow. So with them not bowing, what's the punishment for that? They're going to be thrown into the fiery furnace. So that doesn't seem like the greatest decision, does it? But they made a choice, and then they said after that choice that they made, based off of God's law and what God told them, they said God is able. Instead of having confidence in you when you make a choice or in other people and their choices that they've made, have confidence that even in your choice with good intention, God is still able with you. He's still able. So one side of the coin, when we make choices, which choice will God make for me? Understand that God is able. But then here's where it gets interesting. And here's where we really start to dig in, where we really start to challenge our faith, and where we really start to challenge our thinking. All right. So one side of the coin, with whatever decisions that we make, Understand God is able. He is able. But then with the same decision that you make, the same one, here's what else God will do. Read verse 18. So verse 17 again. But if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of, the, out of thy hand, O king. But if not. Verse 18. 
Here's the flip side of that coin. That same decision, those same choices, those same things that you have to make. God is able to deliver in those situations. He is able to build you up. He is able to subdue. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think in that situation. But here's what we got to think too. What if we make a decision and the same things that God is able to do, what if when this decision is made, even with him, what if he doesn't do it? What if in this situation things get worse? What if in this choice things don't seem to be working out exceeding abundantly above all that I could have asked or thought? But if not, here's what we gotta here's what we gotta think about, guys. And I wish I would have started thinking about this earlier instead of in my 30s, which that still sounds so weird. But um I know that this is gonna sound weird, but this is healthy to think about. With the situations that you got going on, with decisions and your life that you got you have to make and that you will have to make. Here's it's this is healthy to think about things like this. We can still believe that God can do everything. But we also must ask ourselves, how am I going to respond if he does not? So look at their confidence in Daniel 3. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They they told the king to his face, God is able to do this to you, and he's able to do that for us. That's the confidence that we have in God. But if he doesn't do it, this is still my choice. Even if he doesn't, this is still my choice. So here's the other side of the coin. You have to know how you're going to respond in this life with God who is able and willing to do all these things and is powerful enough and he's able, you have to be ready even if he doesn't. So I, I don't want you to miss this, but I'm going to say this slow. I don't want y'all to miss it because I miss it. Just because you're ready for God not to do something doesn't mean you don't believe he can do it. I don't want that to go over our heads here. Just because you are ready for him not to do something doesn't mean you don't believe he can do it. So did Shabbat, Meshach, and Abednego in Daniel 3 in this text that we're anchored in, did they believe 100% and did they have faith, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 and verse 6, did they have faith in their God? Absolutely they did, but they were also ready if God did not act. This is this is healthy to think, guys. And our and I know it's and to be honest, guys, I know it's scary because those things that you that you want in your life, you believe that because God is so good, eventually down the line, it's gonna happen. But what if He doesn't? What if He does not give you your desire? What if He does not provide what you want Him to provide? But you've seen him do it for for others, so you know he's capable. But for you specifically, what if he does not? 
I know that's so scary to think about. And maybe that's why maybe that's why we make bad choices because we're not willing to think about what if God does not. Even if I try to make the best choice possible. I, it scares me. It scared me thinking about it <laughs> driving driving up here this morning. I was just thinking, what if he doesn't? But just because you are ready for him not to do something doesn't mean that you don't believe he can. So now, think about this too. So I read something today. This is from um, uh, Enduring Word. This really good, really good uh, article here. Um, But it mentions that phrase, but if not. And the writer says, we often complain. Now think about this, guys. With our decisions, what we're talking about now, we often complain about our rights and about what is fair. Often, it is better to make a stand and endure our difficulty, leaving our fate in God's hands. You know why else we also make bad decisions? Because you and I, and I'm putting myself in there, because you and I don't have the strength to do two things. We don't have the strength to stand and endure whatever difficulty is happening. But then number two, we say we trust him. We say we love him. We say we want God's will to happen. But we're so scared to leave our fate in the hands of God. That's why we make bad choices. Because truly at the end of the day, I make a choice and you make a choice because we're afraid to leave our fate in God's hands to truly let his will be done. So why do you think all of us have made these choices like Abram did in Genesis 16? I know he said, but this this is this opportunity with Hagar's right here. I'm getting older. I'm losing time. She's losing time. I just don't see it happening. If I don't open this door right now because this person, this opportunity, this job, it's right here right now. If I say no, if I decline, then this opportunity won't come because it hasn't come. All right, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. You ever done that before? Let's make it happen. Here's another thing that they said. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Daniel 3.18. They did not doubt God's ability, but I want you to watch this. But they did not presume that they knew God's will. They didn't presume that. In this, they agreed with Job. Remember in Job chapter 13, verse 15, when Job said that though he slay me, yet I will trust in him. They agreed with Job's sentiment there. But here's something I don't want you to miss here as we're talking about this on the flip side of this coin. This is tough. I want you to think about it. They recognized Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We're staying here in the text here in Daniel 3. They recognized that God's plan might be different than their desire. Here's something that's been, this will stagnate you for, I don't know how many years. Guys, it is a beautiful thing for, for you to have desires for things, right? And I'm, don't let those desires go just because, um, 
don't let those go, okay? Just don't let those desires and that hope and that dream, don't let that go, okay? But think about it from this position as a scale. So you have your dreams on this side, which is good. Hope for those things. Dream for those things. But then you also have God's will on this side. As a Christian, and I know it's very um, difficult to differentiate this sometimes, but do not let your dreams and your hopes and what you want, even if they're good and even if those things are good intentioned, never let that thing in your life overpower the will of God. Don't let it overpower it. We should keep those things, but we we always have to keep in the back of our minds, but if not, and I know that's something that we don't want to, it, it's something that we just don't want to think about because God has the power to, he's done it for others. Like, why would he not? You know, why would he not? But what if he doesn't? You have to be ready because what that can do is 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, you're waiting all this time with good intention, dreams, will, and desires, but God for years has said no. So now your good intention, dreams, will, and desires, now those have overpowered the will of God, and now you turn on God because he didn't give you your good intentions. And I know you can get stuck on that, and that is hard. But they recognize that God's plan might be different than your desire. You got to keep that in mind when you follow him. You got to, as hard as it is. And I, I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, I figured it out. I'm just now starting. Basically, if I'm just now kind of like, I don't know, I'm just now starting in this concept because it's, it's not easy. But I want you to listen to this last phrase that he mentions. I have my own desires. And I have my own dreams, again, based off of our choices. But I pray that God fulfills those things. And you should, too. We're not saying that that's wrong, okay? So please don't miss that. But if he does not fulfill my dreams and my desires based off of my choices, I can't turn my back on him. How many times have all of us sometimes, even with these things that we can even find in the word of God, that is good. When God says no, or if he says, but if not for you, how many times have we turned our back on him? It's easy, man. It is, it is easy because you know that he's capable. You know that he is because he said he is, he is able You've seen the evidence of him doing that for so many people. The list goes, the list can go on and on and on of the people in your life that you've seen him do these things for. You've seen it. But for you, no. Even if he doesn't give you that, you can't turn your back on him. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego they were at the point where I know he's able, but even if he does not, verse 18, I'm not going to turn our back on God. They say, we will not serve your gods. We will not worship the golden image that you've set up. 
we're not going to turn our backs on him. In these times, guys, that we talk about making our choices, sometimes when on that flip side of the coin for you, if God says, but if not, many times what you can do is um, sometimes you feel like within you, God sees some insufficiency in you. It's almost like you're like a defect. It's almost like there's something there's something off about you, right? Sometimes you might think because God said, but if not to you, you seem like um, you're missing some type of it factor that everybody else has that you don't. Uh, and then ultimately, because of because of that, you can feel like in God's eyes, you are maybe not much, but you're a little less than everybody else than you know. You're just a little bit less. My advice to you, and this is just personal, just my advice to you, don't go down this hole because this sends you down a multiverse of um, confusion, I guess. It's easy to, um, hmm. it's easy to see what you see and it's easy to compare yourself and even if all the things that you see and the way that you compare yourself, you may have valid points. But saying that you're insufficient, saying that there's a defect about you, saying that you don't have something that everybody else has, even though sometimes that might seem true based off of the evidence, this does not line up with God's character. As true as that might seem based off of the evidence, it does not line up with his character of who he is. Why would he love more than others? Why would he give more to us? Why? You know, that that doesn't line up with his character. Here's the point that we got to get to in our lives when we talk about making decisions. This is tough. And what... It's tough because um, like I don't have it yet either, so I'm still in it too. But you have to get to the point in your maturity, and this is why you got to think about it's healthy to think about, man, what if, you know, like God can do so much more like because he's so powerful, so that's healthy. But it's also healthy to think if he does not, how am I going to move? How am I going to respond? How is my attitude going to be? You got to think about both sides of the coin. You can't just be one-sided heavy with God, especially when it comes to your decisions and what he allows. But whatever God decides and decides not to do for you, regardless of the choice that you make, it really boils down to Do you trust him? And are you willing to submit your fate 
and submit your story in God's hands. If not, it might not be the best time right now to make a big choice without trusting in God. It might not be the best time to make that choice yet. But in Daniel 3, just in these two verses in 17 and 18, they made a choice. And with their choice, they thought right about God and they thought healthy about God. They acknowledged to Nebuchadnezzar, to themselves, and to God himself, you are able. And they believed that. But they also were smart enough and brave enough and courageous enough to think that same good God that is able, that has done so much for our people already, in this specific situation that's happening right now, even if he says no, we're still going to serve him almost as if he said yes. It's tough, man. That is, ooh, that's that's different. That is a different level of discipleship. That's a different level of service. That's a different level of trust that, to be honest with y'all, I don't even know if I got that yet. You know what I mean? I don't even know. I don't even know if I got that yet. But it's there. And we got to start thinking healthy. So instead of with our choices, thinking about every scenario and obviously understanding that seeing what things from other people's point of view that matters because the Bible's here for a reason. So we should see things from, you know, other people's perspective and from the Bible's perspective as well. But ultimately we got to see things from his. So whether he does or whether he does not, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. But by leaving my fate and my story in his hands, that's the best place to have it. Even if putting my story and putting my fate in his hands, even if that means not fulfilling my dreams. That's real. <laughs> when the scriptures become real, huh? That's real. But these are things we got to talk about, man. We we got to talk about it because this is what roots us. Um, we got to be honest about God. We got to think correctly about God. Um, we just got to be smart. We just got to be smart. So there's one of them ones. Okay. Uh, there's so much to work on, so much to think about, so much to pray about. Um, it's a lot, it's a lot. But again, like I said before in the intro, I know that this may have sounded different, but maybe you just need to process, just chew on this for a little bit, chew on it and then come back, maybe listen to it again, just so you can, um, you know, you'll be ready to 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 break this down a little bit more as, as it took me some time to break it down too. So I really hope that I was able to help you and encourage you in some way and challenge you in some way to grow and to um, and improve our discipleship and to improve our followership of God. So 
love you guys. Appreciate you guys. And, and Lord willing, we will see you guys uh, next week um, with another podcast. The 490 stuff's coming out, so be looking out for that. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. Lord willing, that will be released hopefully Monday. Hopefully. So we'll see. But thank you guys. Uh, love you guys. So we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys.